Rudy. Hello. Hey, Rudy. How are you? Is this Tom Hayes? Hey, it's me. Let me see what we got going on here. I got it. I got it. All right. How are you? Good, thank you. you. Good, thank you. Oh, great, great. The microphone's working. Everything all right? Everything's great, Rudy. I was just checking. uh, I've had problems with this microphone in the past few shows, but it seems to be working now. First of all, I had a, a great uh, conversation with uh, Susanna, your daughter. Oh, my daughter. She's really into this sugar shack. It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, we're so glad to have her on board. She's uh, a little go-getter. She takes after the old man. Yeah. She called, uh, she, she, she uh, I don't know, she told you about the Natalie Cole incident. Yeah, absolutely. I was very excited, and hopefully that's going to uh, turn into something. I hope she calls and says hello. Excellent, excellent. You know, George, the day that she called me, I was at the Apple Store in Braintree here and talking to George Wilson, of course, who's the documentarian. And, right. um, you know, I told him fresh, I said, oh, I said, Susanna just called, and there's a good chance that uh, – we may be get, eventually get in contact with Natalie and get a phone call. So, and of course, uh, we'd love to get footage of her, you know, video footage and uh, put it together to get a nice Kickstarter campaign and raise some money for this thing. Right, right. I'll tell you, uh, uh, Chuck uh, sent me a resume on George Wilson. I am proud to be on board. <laughs> you and him. You and him and Chuck and Bill, I, I think I'm I'm becoming the luckiest guy on earth. Well <laughs> I think you guys I think you guys are gonna make it happy one way or another. Uh, Rudy, have no doubt that this is going to happen. Uh in fact I had a funny thing happen after last week's show. Not maybe five minutes after we finished I got a phone call from one of these uh timeshare organizations calling from Las Vegas wanting to know if I uh, wanted, was interested in three nights hotel uh, plus a, a night at a restaurant and all of these little amenities and I laughed because the price was right and I said sure because uh, that will give us you know um, and, and there's no blackout date so we can come in there anytime and Spend some great time with you, get some video of you, and hopefully of uh, some other celebrities in town like Gladys or, or Eddie or, um, you know, the leader of the um, the OJs. So uh, yeah, that's yeah. another good thing. And uh, George said that he's calling Sherry uh, Berry today. Who? Oh, George, uh, Sherry he's going to call uh, uh, Sherry Gardy. Sherry, I'm sorry, Sherry. Um, yeah, yeah, Sherry <laughs> Gardy, Gardy's Gardy's yeah. daughter. Right, exactly. She's a wonderful girl. She's a wonderful girl. She's all over my my uh, Facebook. Every day she's got something on there. What's that? Yeah, 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 yeah
What is that, Tom? Okay, Rudy. Okay, we had problems with the um, microphone again. Okay, we're back on. Yes, we are. Uh, we're going to play some music, and then we're going to talk about that. Beautiful. That okay? that's, yeah, that's what you're going to do uh, to eat up the time. Exactly. Well, we found, I just found an amazing piece of um, of the video. I'm getting a little echo on this thing. I'm going to have to figure out how to do this. But uh, I found an amazing piece of video about the Dells. And uh, it's, the footage could, could have been taken in the Sugar Shack. That's how beautiful it is. So, uh, well, it's seven minutes long, but it's worth listening to. And so let's play it, and then afterwards we will. Uh, I want to, you know, I want to hear from you what it was like to 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 work with those guys, what they had to say, who they were, blah blah. But this is really going to capture the uh, the the real essence of what the Sugar Shack was all about. Is that okay? Perfect. All right, here we go. This is the Dells, and. Um, this is Oh What a Night. Okay, so I was just going to say that. Oh yeah. What a Night. Oh, no. Listen to this. This is absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Here we go. Old and 
to the new. We rededicate this song to you.
they wanted to know if they were cheated. <laughs> they wanted the same thing. I said, how do I, how, you might be getting more than the one that's coming and the one that left. You might be getting more money. <laughs> they did tremendous, they did, they did tremendous business. If I remember right, they held me up for a raise. <laughs> or, they or they wouldn't go on. I think I gave them an extra $500 bonus. And then. But they they were amazing. That was a great group and an amazing group. Uh, they were they were excellent. They had a little guy there that used to do the high pitched voice. Yeah, I just saw him on the video. What's his name, Junior or somebody? Or? I don't know what his name was, but when he come on, he tore the place apart. I mean, when he oh when he God. started singing. When he starts singing his little part there with the yeah 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 right <laughs> the place went wild believe me oh, of course you know I wanted well, to start with, yeah I wanted to start the Dells because I don't think as we said you couldn't compare any one group to the other because they're absolutely amazing but the fact I don't think any group resembled or personified or um, represented the Sugar Shack more than the Dells did because of that soul, that that whole thing. Just one more night. Just one more night. And who hasn't yeah. felt that they could have had one more night? You know, I want to make love mm-hmm. to you. There. And in that, we we talked about on a previous show, that last note, that little, uh, you know, how yeah, right, right, right. that went. And, um, uh, so were they were they good guys to hang out with? Were they? Uh... Uh, oh, they you know something you wouldn't believe. They hung out with all the with all the people, the waitresses, the bartenders. They hung out with everybody. They, it was like party time with them. With everybody that came into the club. Yeah, That's I know. Why they enjoyed, believe me when I tell you, I never had to pick up a phone anymore after I got rolling. That uh, yeah. the the agents used to call me. I got yep. so and so. Can you pencil them in? Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know? yep. And then I knew we we became a hit with uh, the entertainers and uh, things like that. You know, that was like a family yep. there. Believe me, they came in. They had a wonderful time. The stage. They were surrounded with the people. Yep. Oh, you know, I played, I, I, uh, I did the, um, right, I played the wrong song, but I played the right song. There's two I wanted to play with them, and this this was the signature song that I'm about to play. Here we go, Stay in My Corner. And, oh, uh, yeah, that's the other big hit, Stay in My Corner. Yeah. Are you ready? Play this one. Right. Here we go. Ready, go. Two. 
Get down, boy. <laughs> they can get down with that soul, boy. They can, they can oh. do it. <laughs> like I said, you know. Like you said. They, yeah, there's uh, some amazing that, girls that went through of, there. Yep. That, Go ahead, Rudy. That's one of the real, like you said earlier, one of the real uh, soulful groups. That appeared there, they can really get down. Oh, did they get down? I mean, and you know, that was filmed. It's beautiful footage. It was filmed in a TV studio, but you know what would have happened at those certain points. I mean, I closed my eyes and listened. I couldn't get help but get the chills and a lot of thoughts going through my mind, a lot of feelings going through my mind, just beautiful feelings. And, uh, you know, but we know, you and I know, the points at which in that song, it was mayhem. It was pandemonium in that club with the people screaming at the top of their lungs. You know, and they must, they must have been they must have been told in the studio not to do that because the the, the shack would go out of their minds with, with when he held yeah. that long note. Right. You know, you, right. you could barely hear. They would scream. I mean, it was insane. The the energy yeah, they true. would generate. They were real you soulful. Know. You're right. You're right. You know, now that you come to think of it, they were one of the real soulful groups, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, the guy, he's just begging, begging that woman, stay in my corner, baby. Stay in my corner. I mean, how can you not feel <laughs> that? <laughs> just, you know, stay in my corner, whatever you do, just stay in my corner. And, uh, you know, and I'm thinking... How, of all the couples that came into your club 
and sat there, and I know myself, how could you sit there and listen to that and not be moved? Oh, no, there was so much excitement in that club, it was unreal. Yeah, I mean, and how... If you could capture excitement, it it was unreal. There was always excitement in there. Yeah, and I mean, how could you not fall in love? If you're on a date... (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, right, right. <laughs> You're sitting with the dates. All, all the dates went home very happy. <laughs> they went home and celebrated. <laughs> the the mood was set. <laughs> right. The mood had been set. People couldn't wait to get get on the tee or at home and get home and finish the night. <laughs> right. They couldn't wait to get home is right. Believe me. Well, you know, it, and we talk about it. I mean, you know, it, it was a, it's a funny thing, you know, when you say they couldn't wait to get home. We, uh, at the end of the show, on the last, on the last show, uh, we turned on the lights and there was a beeline for the door. Like you never saw. <laughs> they were just rushing to go home and get it on. <laughs> and you know, go ahead. And you know, you know, my friend Henry Barber. He used to come and see the show some most of the, a lot of times, and he says it's amazing. You put on the lights and everybody runs up the door. <laughs> I said, yeah, we don't know how to problem. They fight to get out. <laughs> they, they, they can't wait to get their clothes off. Yeah, they can't wait to get their clothes off and get in bed. <laughs> I know. They must have, I been a, one of those they must have ran up those stairs. They must have flew up them. <laughs> Impossible. I know. I fell in love every night I was in there. <laughs> oh, you know, now, you know, I, I just, I'm so glad we're doing this format because up until this time we talked and, you know, it was great to share all the stories. Phenomenal. We got some great data for the, uh, for the documentary, but this, uh, those two songs give everyone at least an understanding of what went in there every night. I mean, and when you just talked about the fact that they came in and they hung out with the waitresses, et cetera, you had a you had a perennial party. I mean, it was party all the time for you guys. Yeah, party all the time. I'm telling you, that's what made the club a hit. You go there, you 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 just couldn't come out. Uh, what a bundle of fun or joy that you had in there. It was unreal. Yeah, you know, joy is the word. I mean, it was some of the other words I'd use to describe it. First of all, amazement. I mean, you know, for, I mean, I grew up in, in the Berry. I grew up in the Hood. I grew up in Roxy. But to come in and see the, the celebration, the transformation, the clothes, the perfume, the jewelry, you know, the shoes, the hats, you know, the the... the the accessories, the umbrellas. Remember that guy we talked about before, the guy? Not only did he have come completely dressed every week in a brand-new leather outfit, God knows where he was getting that stuff made. And then he would have an umbrella that, that matched his outfit. 
we had we had like a runway there. They used to go to the bathroom all the time, back and forth, up and down from the bar to the bathroom on the runway. We had that runway. You know, and here I was, a poor kid, you know, trying to raise a family. You know, at the time I was dating and. Uh, polyester suits, <laughs> and so here's a white guy with a polyester suit staring in amazement. And God knows how much those outfits cost. I mean, remember wow. the times when the Nehru jackets came in? How beautiful those were! Those were those were tailor made. Those were tailor made uh, clothes. Yeah, exactly. Everybody was. You know, there was. I'll tell you a funny story. Of speaking of clothes, there was. Uh, a couple of brothers uh, up in Roxbury. I don't know if you heard of them. The William, the William brothers. I Their think last so. name was William. They uh, they had some. Uh, they were down at the Sugar Shack for about a week, and they were studying everything and all that. They told me they wanted to buy the place. So at the uh-huh. time. I says, well, I'll give you a good price. I says, because uh, I got my hands full with two places, uh, with Miami and here. I says, if you're interested, I'll give you a good deal. So anyways, to make a long story short, they came to me after about a week of uh, studying or watching or whatever you want to call it. And uh, they says, Rudy, we got to pass. I says, why? What's the reason? He says, we don't like the dress code. The dress code. <laughs> he says, we like the shirt and tie code. I says, that went out with high button shoes. I says, <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't understand. He says, we don't like girls in the pantsuit. I says, those pantsuits cost five, $600 a pants. That's, That's the right. style today, casual. The, the, right. the shirt and tie went out. He, they well, couldn't understand it. So the, the end result was they had some property in uh, in Roxbury. So they spent, he told me, a quarter of a million dollars turning it into a nightclub. I don't know if you remember it. I forgot the, the name that they called it. But they oh. opened up. They opened up with Marvin Gaye. At wow. the time, I had I had Stevie Wonder. So Stevie Wonder wow. killed them. They didn't last. I didn't think they lasted about a month, and they went broke. Wow. And uh, what happened is uh, one of the major pimps, like you want to call them, <laughs> was having a party over there. He turned the room into a banquet room. And they invited me, and I had to go, you know. Yep. And I I met the brothers there, and they told me, Rudy, we should have listened to you. We should have took your place. We put on, we put 250000 in this place, and uh, uh, we had to turn it into a banquet hall. We should have listened wow. to you. I said, well, I wow. tried to see. I gave you a decent price, you know. So anyway, yeah. that's that's one of the stories with the William brothers. Well, good thing. Well, that's a good one, and I'm glad, so glad you didn't sell it. By the way, if any, last time we did the show, people told us, oh, we were listening, but they didn't call in. So here's the call-in number. It's 646-929-2451. If you're listening, please call in. We got, you know, last week we had so many people on Facebook 
you know, had, we had a good listen last week. A lot of people listened in after the the uh, the show. And, uh, you know, they say, I don't know whether they're working right now or what. It's kind of hard to get them to call in. But, you know, that'll happen in time. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. It'll catch on. Once it catches on. See, you got to keep plugging like I did. I kept plugging with the shack. And then once it cut on, <laughs> the fire never oh. went out. Yeah, I know. And it, yeah, it is I wish years. I can get. I wish I can get one of the callers that called me and she made me so she made me so happy. She was raving about the sugar shack, and uh, I think we found, yeah I think we found her on the um, thing, and she I think she lives down in New Bedford area. I think she's uh, related to or certainly friends with the Tavares brothers. Oh yeah, and I and I thanked her. She says, "No, no, no, you don't thank me. I thank you for doing oh, yeah. for what you did." <laughs> Every yeah. time somebody says thank you, I think of that lady. She was so nice. Well, well uh, I, before I got on here today, I said, "Rudy, you can't understand. I'm I'm so grateful. I'm so appreciative that 50 years later, that you and I can sit and do a show and listen to some of this amazing music. And I knew that this music would trigger some memories and some stories. It certainly does for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the fact that we just told the audience, you're right, man. Everybody. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, I'm ashamed of myself that uh, that I never filmed those shows because you can't imagine the shows that they these, these groups put together. They were amazing. I couldn't believe was, myself. You know, well, Rudy, the lighting. You know, somebody was, who was I talking? Oh, George Wilson and I had lunch the other day, the documentarian, and he... He said, well, how big was the place? And we were in a little restaurant. I said, this is it. You know, I showed him how narrow it was. From the stage, yeah. from the back wall to the stage was what? Maybe, what, 40, 50 feet? I, I, I don't remember off the top. Yeah, you were, I, yeah, but, I, you yeah but you weren't far. You were, there wasn't a bad seat in the house. Oh, no, there wasn't a bad seat in the house. And then the bar on the... The bar in the back was elevated, and they could see yep. over the crowd. The bar yep. down front was elevated. The, the 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 backside was elevated, and the front was lower, so everybody that was in the back could see over. Well, it was it was like a I designed a perfect setup for it. You know, I I don't know what happened. I think. And I'm trying to remember the night I saw Harold Melvin in the Blue Note. Somehow we either got the front row or somehow they were they were coming off stage as well. But I mean, there was Teddy Pendergrass and they, they some of the guys they had. I, I don't know his name. They had one guy who was a real comedian. He was so funny his antics, and he could crack the place up, even with the most romantic song. He was a nut, and those guys were showmen. I mean, they. I mean, they were all showmen, but those guys had it covered from every different angle. You know, The Love I Lost. Uh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. They had that big song, yeah. Uh, but uh, it was a sad day for Teddy when he got in that car oh, accident. Awful. And he got paralyzed. I couldn't believe him. It was like a shock. Awful. The guy was such a nice guy, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, he did me a favor. He worked New Year's Eve for me yeah, and all that. I couldn't right. believe it. Yeah, you mentioned that before. The now, 
it must have been because you knew those so many people so closely, and you know those were rough times, and as even in the uh, today. So, I mean, when somebody who was a regular club goer you know, came in and and something bad happened, like they died or they got things like that happened, it must have been like part of family, like you know the concern you guys would have for those guys. Oh yeah. In fact, uh, the Blue Notes were the first ones to open up uh, the club in Miami. Ah, okay. They were my first act. They opened up, I think, in December 1970, just around Christmas. New Year's Eve, we opened. Well, that does. No, and you want to laugh. You want to laugh. They were almost going to be arrested. I paid their hotel bill. And uh, the owner, the the owner of the hotel, the owner of the hotel, uh, uh, the castaways, that was up the street away uh, from the Marco Polo, and uh, he called and uh, we're going to be arrested. I said, hey, 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 I'll take care of it. Whatever it is, we'll take care of it. <laughs> so we had, we had we had a show. And then another time, I'm going home with the Blue Notes, and uh, I was driving at that time, me and a couple of people were going back home. So Teddy and uh, I think Bernie Wilson, one of the other, says, hey, can we hop a ride with you guys? I says, yeah. I says, "Uh, we're going to Boston. We can drop you off in Philly. They lived in Philly. So... Oh, what, what happens is I'm gassing up the car. This uh, this like hobo looking guy says, "Hey, which way are you going? You going south?" I says, "No, I'm going north." So all of a sudden, when we get in the car, we, uh, we load up the car. The car's gassed up. It's right across the street from the Marco Polo Hotel was a gas station. So we're ready to roll. As soon as we roll out of the onto the street, there must have been about ten cars surrounding us. Police, they stopped them. I says, "What the hell is going on here?" He says, uh, "So the homeless guy comes out. He shows me his badge. He says, I thought you said you were going north. You weren't going south." I said, "I'm going down to the turnpike and swing back to Dodge." We're going to Boston. <laughs> who are these? Who are these people you have in the back seat? I says, I own the. Sh-. I says, uh, we we run the Swinger Club at the uh, across the street, and these are the entertainers. And we're I'm going to Boston, and they wanted to hop a ride to Philadelphia. What's wrong with that? Oh no! Can we search the car? Go right ahead. I told you guys, I hope you guys ain't got anything on you. <laughs> they said, oh, they're clean, they're clean. So they, they didn't find anything and they let us go. That was wow. unbelievable. Great story. Yeah, the guy says, I thought you were going uh, south. I mean, north. Yeah, they going down to the, the 160, I think it was. Down, you go down on about 163rd Street, and then uh, you get on the turnpike. <laughs> well, that was a funny. Uh, that was a funny story. That's great. Well, you know, one of the best. It's funny because this is the name of the group. <clears throat> I told you the night 
one night I was having an argument with Pittsburgh Ed, this guy. I was at the University of Connecticut studying, and he told me that um, Pittsburgh had the best soul music clubs in the country, and I laughed. And then no I way, no way, Pops. I know, oh, I know. And I, and I, uh, and I, I, of course, was bragging about the song. And he challenged me, and he said, uh, yeah, well, why don't you give him a call and see who's there tonight? He says, and so I picked up the phone. I'll never forget it. it. was in the dormitory. I picked up the phone. I called. I says, yeah. I says, can you tell me who's there tonight? And he said, yeah, Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions. So I said, thank <laughs> you very much. So yeah, I, I remember you telling me this. Yeah, so I put the phone down, and I said, and it wasn't five minutes before we put our suit coats and ties on, and we were in the car, headed up. It took us an hour and a half. So when I walked through the door, I'm going to play another uh, song here. I'll never forget it. This was like a movie scene. Here we were. I'm surprised we got in that night. It was a Thursday night, and we came down those long stairs, and you could hear some music. It was muffled because the door was closed. And as soon as we opened the door, there were the three of them in those beautiful white tuxes, and the lights were on them. The place was packed. And um, and this was the song. I'm going to play it right now. Here we go. Keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. I've got to keep on pushing. Mm-hmm. I can't stop now.
should great get the guy that uh, Curtis Mayfield. He was a wonderful guy. I'm sorry that he he got in an accident too and got badly beaten up, and then uh, he passed away. I know. Nice guy. And uh, oh, boy, what a! I, I wanted to ask you. I mean, <clears throat> he, he. I mean, he. Curtis is a legend. I mean, his music and his uh, statement and. You know, he became a real advocate for for black rights, civil rights, and a real right. spokesperson. And uh, but, you know, that's the thing. You know, that was. You know, I told uh, George. Go ahead. You what? Go ahead, Rudy. Go ahead. You were oh, no, uh, no, no! Somebody just come by and hollered. Uh, I didn't say nothing. Go ahead. Okay. No, he was. He, uh, uh, he had another big record. Freddie is dead. It was so yeah, funny. Well, and then he had a, then he had a. If I remember, I think when they first came in, they were with the impressions. Right, right. He was part of the group, and also years ago, they told me that Jerry Butler was one of the impressions. Then Jerry went on his own. Interesting. I'm telling you, I did them a terrible injustice by not filming those stars. Believe me, when oh. I tell you. Unbelievable. You know, they made personal appearances. They made appearances on television and all that, but they do one song or two songs. They don't... Uh, uh, nothing. They, nothing. You never the see their full show, you know? Well, like I said, then, I mean, here's a TV. Go ahead. And then the Sugar Shack used to hit them hard every week. There was a big star. <laughs> it didn't slow oh. down. When the oh, shack got rolling... It didn't so oh, I know. Down. It, oh, I know. It was one after the other um, for weeks. Do we not? I, every, it was routine. Thursday yeah. night, Friday night, Saturday night, you, four nights. You remember one? Of, you remember one of the pimps you had on the show? He says, "God, it didn't stop." He says, "Every week there was a big star. Every week there was a big oh, star." Yeah. Oh, it never. <laughs> you know, you, it was. Re- it was ridiculous. I mean, it was never a bad group, and they were, they were, they were. That's what I when we talked to Eddie Levert that day. I said, Eddie, you were playing. You had the number one songs in the country, if not the yeah. world, with uh, Love Train, and yet you would come back. We would see you in the shack, and you know, you're playing to stadiums full of people, and and yet. You still came back. James Brown. I mean, playing to 60,000 people, and, and now he's... Oh, yeah, that's James Brown. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> you know, and now... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, one no, of the I was I saying, add, like... Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, no, I was just thinking of... Uh, I kicked myself in the behind that the 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 stuff was never filmed. Oh, I know. oh well, 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 what I was gonna say is that if we can get a soul festival going, and I can get these thirty remaining groups, about thirty that are still active, you'll see. You can write a book on just their story. Judge Wilson can write a book. Of course, a uh, documentary just on their soul, just on their stories. You know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. <clears throat> That's one of the things we we hope to do once this opens up and people hear the hear what we're doing that they want to contribute a story or two. We'd love to get it from the other end. Uh, 
and they have an impression. I mean, Eddie, we were blessed the day Eddie called in, and he told us what it was like. He says, you know, how beautiful to hear Eddie Levert say, I found out who Eddie Levert was at the Sugar Shack. I want to play one more by the impressions here and we'll talk a little bit about what their message was and and how that you know uh, how that was you know seen at the club here we go this is another one <laughs> And his message was so positive, you know, and I mean, the crowd used to go crazy when he was, you know, telling them to keep on pushing and that we're winners and we're going to move it on up. And, you know, that's one of the things that's so amazing about the set. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of crime and especially downtown Boston, it got worse and worse. People, when I try to explain now that you couldn't go out in downtown Boston, there was no place to go except the Sugar Shack, the Combat Zone and Kenmore Square. That was it. And maybe the funny yeah. thing, the Playboy Club. But everything else was dark. You couldn't, there was no such thing as Quincy Market. You know, and, and the, you could go to the North End to Joe Tetchy's, maybe, you know, a couple of other restaurants, but nothing like Joe that we Tetchy's, have today. Yeah, that's, a, that's a familiar name. I was very friendly with him and his kid. His kid is still living, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Joe, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, those were the good old days. Amazing, amazing. But there was so much, um, there was so much uh, going on in the country with the black. Pop- Remember, well, 
first of all, I grew up in Roxbury, so you know, the people, the guys used to what they call conk their hair. That they'd put that that uh, whatever it was that straightened their hair, and they'd wear these do rag. They were called a do rag, and you know, the whole idea was to straighten out, you know, um, that the black hair. And then when when Black Pride came in. It all changed, and that's when we saw those amazing afros that we used to see in the yeah, club. Yeah. But you I'll know, tell you, he, I never heard, we never heard the word racist, racism or whatever the hell you want to call it in the Sugar Shack. We never had a problem with a black person or a white person, never, never. And the only thing we did when... Uh, when the neighborhood started to get bad and they called it the combat zone, it chased away a lot of the college kids, you know? So, but yep. when, when uh, we moved up to the Somerset Hotel, man, the Sugar Shack came alive again. I says, wow. I says, we're going to yep. go for, we're going to go forever, I says, with this uh, yep. Sugar Shack thing. And then about a year, the hotel went bankrupt. If they didn't go yep. bankrupt, I would, we would we probably would have bought the goddamn hotel because in the oh, I know. days was cheap, you know. Exactly, exactly. Well, we got a bad break. It happened too soon, or we weren't aware of it. It was just all of a sudden, bang, closed the doors on us. Uh, uh, uh. Well, but like you, you said, we never had a problem with a black person or anything. No, it was one. You know, it all. All of that stuff that was in the news, all of the riots, all of the black power, yeah, I can't all of the black Panthers, yeah, black black Panthers, you know. Now, um, who was the gal that Taddy Hurst got hooked up with, and you know the uh, all yeah, of the that was another out. big thing out there, Robert Banks you know, and all that. Yeah, I mean it was just uh, insane, you know, uh, Malcolm X and. Uh, and, and it was, you know, uh, it was scary. I mean, especially for a kid growing up in Roxbury. And, you know, and but it all melted at the surface. As soon as you got down, opened the door, and you went down, it was gone. It was over. It was, it was like heaven coming to the music shack. It was heaven. <laughs> it, was heaven. <laughs> it was heaven. It was beautiful music and people just there. They forgot all of the anger. They forgot all of the hate. They forgot all of the all about race. They forgot all about difference. And they were there to party, to celebrate, to dance together, to drink together, you know, to dance. You know, it was just, that was just incredible. Uh, now, I want to talk about, now, this is an interesting song because somehow, whether they just deleted the music, edited out the music or what, but this is Marvin Gaye. Doing her to through the grapevine, but a cappella. So we'll play. Um, let's play. It, there's big gaps between there, which makes me think they took just deleted the music and brought out his voice, but and took that track. But it's very interesting. So let's do this, and then we can talk about Marvin him again. Let it go. Yeah, it's 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 queuing up here. Again, there's there's big gaps between his voice, and which makes me think. Again, that they just deleted the music track, but it, you should hear them pretty soon here. Here we go. Ooh, I bet you're wondering how I knew About your plans to make me blue With some other guy 
you knew before Between the two of us guys You know I love you more It took me by surprise I must say When I found out yesterday Don't you know that I had it through the grapevine Not much longer would you be mine Oh, I heard it through the grapevine I'm just about to lose my mind, honey, honey, well. Okay, and now there's a gap here between the next stanza, but, you know. I know a man ain't supposed to cry, but these tears I can't hold inside. Losing you within my life, you see, cause you mean that much to me. You could have told me yourself That you love someone else Instead I heard through the grapevine Not much longer would you be mine Oh, I heard through the grapevine And I'm just about to lose my mind Honey, honey, well People say believe half of what you see, son and none of what you hear. But I can't help being confused. If it's true, please tell me, dear. Do you plan to let me go for the other guy you loved before? Don't you know I heard it through the grapevine? Not much longer would you be mine Baby, I heard it through the grapevine Ooh, I'm just about to lose my mind Honey, honey, yeah There we go, it doesn't get much better than that That's for sure You know, you know, when, you know just hit, hit me You you drive from <clears throat> from. Miami to Philadelphia with Teddy Pendergast in the back seat. I mean, you know, people, people can't even imagine. I can't. I'm trying to put my head around that. <laughs> you, these people were your friends. Yeah, they sure were. Well, like I say, we never heard that word racism, racism, whatever. Everybody looked at one another like we were just pals. Yep. You know, but these, these but you know, Rudy, these guys are legends. I mean, they they weren't just entertainers. I mean, they they, they were legends. I mean, you look at what Teddy went, Teddy went through and 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 the the pain and all of that, and then the comeback, and then you know the voice and how he affected so many million people. And Marvin, I mean, you know, he was right there on top of you know that that album. What's going on? You know, he oh, was Bob, another. His, yeah, what was he like? You know, let me say this: his record was played, I think, the most in the Sugar Shack. Unbelievable! Yep. Nah, I mean, the Sugar Shack, but one of the most popular songs was his. All his, all his music. They used yeah. to dance to it and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. He was. 
I mean, you're talking legendary figures. I mean, tragic in the way they died and, and all of that and how they lived but, and how they overcame all of that adversity to become, you know, not just, again, not just a vocal voice on a song, but a voice for the movement, for the times, for the, you know, that whole album, what's going on. And, you know, that was on, the, on everybody's mind, what was, what was going on. What happened is when I had uh, when I had a chance of getting him, uh, he uh, he went to Europe and he stood there for years. Right, he right. Went to, uh, right. He, he went to I think Holland or one of those uh, countries in the Denmark or someplace. He was uh, he was over there for years. Yeah, well, he's we, uh, we missed him. The 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 uh, what's her name? Uh, Aretha Franklin became so big that uh, we couldn't get her, and the the Supremes broke up. We couldn't get them. The Temptations broke up, and we ended up getting the two lead singers, uh, Eddie Kendricks and David Ruffin. Right. right. So what was it like and to old, hang around? What was it like to do business with Marvin? I mean, to be around Marvin. Well, I, we never had Marvin. We tried oh, to get him, but oh, we didn't. Oh, I see. You know, I thought that he. No, did I'm, I'm saying okay. his records were his his ah, music right, was played right, right, on, right, right, right. on the jukebox. Okay, I get you. Yeah, he was the most yep. popular jukebox record artist. We, yeah, had juke, yeah. we had like a, a jukebox for the oh, I music. Remember. I remember. Yep. That's when we used to get up and, and dance. It was on there all the time. Yep. That was the other fun, was that right between the acts, between the shows, we get up and dance. Right, right. And every, we dance, had a dance, little dance, uh, music for them to dance. Yep. Phenomenal. Well, I think yeah. that this was a f- fabulous show. I uh, I really like this format. Let's. I'm going to pick a couple of artists next week, and we can go back down memory lane. I I hope you you must have caught some beautiful images because I did of when that music oh, was yeah. playing. I, and, like I remember the taking uh, Teddy and the Bernie Wilson back to <laughs> back to <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> that brought see that brought up stories like uh, I forgot all about it, but what we're mentioning the blue notes, you start to relate to whatever happened, like you know, exactly. and even with the Dells, I start to relate to how they 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 were looking uh, to they 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 got a little rage out of me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Well, yeah. Teddy, I mean Rudy, Rudy. You know, each time we do one of these shows, it lasts forever. It becomes a podcast. We can, and it's just tons of information for later when we put this documentary and the book together, and and hopefully it all builds till we get that festival that you want to do. And then yeah. that's a documentary well, you, in itself. The festival will uh, kick off. Believe me, uh, what I want to do with is. It's like say we do it. Uh, there's a new stadium that's opening up here, and uh, it's twenty-two thousand seater, right behind uh, the New York, New York, and the Monte Carlo. You know, you're surrounded with hotels and everything. What we could do there, I open up the festival like in the afternoon, say 
all the artists with all their uh, uh, the merchandise, records and uh, T-shirts yeah. and everything. Yeah. They could all open up their stands. You would have a, maybe about 40, 30 or 40 stands and all that. And then the people can be interviewed and the artists can be interviewed and capture yep. that. Maybe oh, that will live on forever. Of course it will. Well, we've got I'm very great. excited people. We hope Susanna gets uh, the first step. Is I know she's going to be able to get get some great uh, personalities and celebrities to call in. So uh, well, let's just, do this. I like this. Do you like this, Rudy? Do you like it the way we're doing this? Yeah, I like this even better. We don't we don't get interrupted too much. Exactly, exactly. And, and then, we get to you no, know, no. I think we'll, this uh, is working out better. Playing the records in between, talking and rapping, and sooner yep. or later we'll get some of the, uh, the 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 people that used to go to the sugar shack, you know, and tell their stories. Exactly, that's a great format. I'm so glad. I'm honored to be doing it with you, Rudy. I'm pinch myself, and I tell you, when you know, I when I found this clip today with the Dell singing "Stay in My Corner." I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to be too much of a wuss, but, I mean, a little tear came to the eye thinking about, my God, how lucky was I to walk into the club the first time and just say, what the hell is this place? <laughs> I, my God, we have found we have found a treasure. And uh, it was an amazing, for me, about a six-year run. And um, it was just every time was exciting. And I used to bring people, my friends from all over the country uh, would go in there and they would just be speechless. <laughs> you know, one day I was less speechless. I used to love this football star, James, uh, J- Jimmy Brown, you yeah. know, the running back. Right, right. And all of a sudden, I see this big guy at the entrance to the door. I said, who the hell is this guy? I go down. Looks like Jimmy Brown. I says, what the hell is he doing here? I says, hello, how are you? Nice to meet you. What's your name? Jimmy Brown. I says, I thought you were Jimmy Brown. I says, what's up? He's the manager of the Friends of Distinction. They were just opening up. They were coming and he, was, uh, he got there first. That was a shocker. He was, Jimmy, he Jimmy was, Brown. Oh, my God. And that's great. You know, I'm going to play that next week. Grazing in the Grass. Right. And uh, the other one, what was that? Grazing in the Grass, and they had another one. I'll, I'll look it up. Uh, we'll feature them. Yeah, we'll feature them next week. Yeah. And then what we got to do, Tom, we got to do the greatest hits. we got to take oh, yeah. all well, that list and, and well, just do Rudy, the hit record. Well, Rudy, this is what I'm doing. Now I have the... I have them on my computer. I'm putting them into an album. And as we play them, then we're going to uh, put them in an album, and we're going to use some of the the footage of the, the, the audio track of you and I talking about the groups, and we're going to add that as a as a benefit. Yeah, and the liner notes or something. Exactly. Well, we'll actually hear us talking about you talking about the groups and little stories. You're right. We'll add it as extras. Yeah. Okay, Great. and uh, just, Thanks, just the hit records, just the hit records, and then the hit records will knock anybody dead. Believe well, me, when they played. hear one one record right. after the other, you know, 
That's a show. Well, we just played four Right. Well, we just played five of them, Rudy. So we're all set. We're getting there. Right. We're on our way. The greatest hits at the world famous Sugar Shack. Sugar Shack. <laughs> Thank you for listening and look forward to next week. That's God right. Bless you all. It's a joy. Pleasure, Rudy. Have a great week. All right, God bless care. you all. All right. Thank you. Oh, there's a crazy little shack beyond the track And everybody calls it the sugar shack Well, it's just a coffee house and... Hey, is this you, Billy? Uh, lost him. Okay, folks, that's it.